This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Our time is four minutes after one o'clock. Welcome to uh, the second hour of uh, the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. Are we going to be talking sports? Are we going to be uh, going into the games, uh, different sporting coats, one after uh, the other? So we'll go into it uh, with our sports commentator, Modiba Peter, who joins us every Friday uh, between one o'clock and two o'clock. Uh, this is where we go into sports. We thresh out uh, different sporting coats. Uh, we look forward to what we can expect in terms of the different sporting coats and we also set you off uh, in terms of really uh, what you can look out for uh, where uh, whatever team is standing on the log and how then you can really uh, pace yourself uh, for uh, the weekend uh, to come uh, there was a lot uh, coming out of the football space we'll start there uh, but then i want us to also go into different of our sporting coats and look at uh, really how things have fared in terms of you know football in terms of netball in terms of cricket in terms of how then we can look at the odi and various of the developments uh, coming out of the various sporting codes we'll talk uh, you know to mudiba he'll take us to the top of two uh, this morning uh, but then a reminder to you at home that be on zero eight six one and nine eight seven triple zero this morning and this where you can just get into uh, the games uh, with us on that particular uh, dial we're looking for Forward to hearing uh, from you uh, with Modiba in terms of whatever really caught your attention. Uh, but let's speak about Fana Bafana and how then they did us proud uh, there at Afcon. Remember, uh, we are also there by X. Uh, we go by at Power FM 987. I go by at Katlerodi underscore. You're welcome to go there. And it's really behind uh, the hashtag Power Zone uh, this morning. Modiba, good morning. Welcome to the show. It's a very good morning to you, Katleho, and the team behind the scenes, as well as the listeners. And thanks for having me on this wonderful Friday morning. Looking forward to dissect and wrap up what transpired last week, midweek, and look ahead to this upcoming weekend. Yeah, a lot to unwrap. And yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's go into it, man. It was a, a big one. I mean, when you look at Bafana Bafana, I remember me and you were talking about how tough it's going to be uh, for the boys in terms of them meeting Nigeria. Uh, there on the social media pages, the build-up uh, was just something that you can never even miss in terms of the expectations from uh, both of the teams. But uh, just a lot of people are saying that uh, really when you look at it, uh, we uh, were not going to have it easy uh, when it comes to Nigeria uh, because of how then they play and how they've actually played uh, against us, uh, you know, in the uh, previous games. Uh, let's talk about South Africa. Let's talk about Bafana. Bafana, uh, we saw it even going to uh, the penalties and others saying that it was crunch time uh, because the boys gave it uh, their all favorites, not so favorites, uh, Pesitao. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot uh, to really talk about uh, when you look at what came out of Afcon. Let's start there, Mudiba. Well, definitely, if you can check, uh, both of us were coming into that game confident, confident of the fact that uh, Nigeria has kept, kept 40 sheets. They are going to keep us in Bali. And you look at on the other side, uh, Ronan Williams as well. He's kept 40 sheets as well. So he's been on form. I think he's a, he was the hero when he, uh, South Africa uh, defeated Cape Verde on penalties after that goalless draw during extra time and the Nigeria were coming into that game on a one nil victory against Angola. So and in that game uh, it was a cash game if you can look at if I can take you back to the year two thousand where uh, South Africa lost two nil against the very same uh, Nigeria in the very same semifinals that we also played so that we also lost on penalties. But in the in the checking that game yes, a, a day before yesterday, uh, we created three half chances in the first half. So I thought the first Presita uh, who could have put the ball in the back of the net, but then the goalkeeper, as I've said, that he's been on form and standing no Bali, is currently playing locally at Chipper United. So his defenders as well were just marvelous to watch. So on the other side, you look at Granit Kekana as well as Mitrovin Bala. They've been coming ever since they've been pairing together there. It was not considered a goal, and, but in that game, uh, uh, our coach Hugo Bruce made one change where he brought in Sienda uh, Tulu for Chapelo Morena. So at first when I looked into the lineup, I realized maybe he was trying to, to, to defend. He was trying to be afraid of Nigeria because they are playing a pressing game. But in that game, uh, South Africa frustrated them with those uh, uh, passes, short passes when they tried to penetrate them. So uh, at some point, we even created more chances and dominated the match. But then they came well in the second half. 
they pressurized us of what us to make errors as Mutubin Bala tackled inside the box and they were awarded a penalty. I remember Igong there was the player who converted that penalty spot. So as we were a bit worried, and they also scored a goal from Osimen there. So, but fortunately on our side, Pesita was tackled inside the box and the, uh, the, the VAR team had to recall the rave to come and check the incident. Unfortunately, it was a penalty and it was to, towards the end of the match. And guess what? We converted that penalty spot. So that's how the game went to extra time. But unfortunately, uh, uh, there were no goals in, this, in the extra time. So although I thought Kurisomo Dau should have uh, converted from that uh, uh, blunder by the goalkeeper there of uh, Nigeria, Kunyabali, where he parried the ball back to play instead of parrying the ball sideways. So he was in clinical. So we went to penalties. The likes of the Mokwena, Evidence Mahopa missed those penalties. And the, the, as the keeper made the brilliance uh, for him to help Nigeria progress to the final. So it was so sad the way, judging from how we lost, because we're just looking to go into the final and also avenge the defeat that Nigeria has had against us previously in the year 2000. But all in all, yeah, a, a, a game of football was just the winner on the day as Nigeria capitalized from the penalties and uh, they will go on to the final to meet the host Ivory Coast. The Ivory Coast that defeated DRC 1-0. Yeah, I mean, also, when you look at it, everyone was just talking about how preparation was going to be key here uh, going into this particular game. We're drawing from an inspiration of having uh, won, uh, you know, in the previous games and moving into this particular space. You were saying confident and looking into really capitalizing on where and how things can fare for us. Did you pick up lapses? Did you get a sense that maybe if we did not do this and did that, things could have worked? Did we need to maybe push on substitutions so that we can keep the momentum? How did you observe our strategy and the way that we played going into this particular game? Because when you look at it, we really had to give it our all. Actually, if you can remember very well, I've been crying about the strikers that were left home. So I think also it was our downfall that we don't have strikers up front. Yes, Ovidence Mahopa tried, but it's not enough because he's only scored only one goal, if I can remember very well, in the game against Morocco, where we won by two goals to nil. But then, yeah, things were not just not happening up front because they also tried to put in Sakanele Pasa, but unfortunately, Kankekana, uh, uh, made a, a, a tackle there, which it looks like a good uh, scoring opportunity. So unfortunately, he was given his matching orders, which, which forced the coach to uh, reshuffle things as he substituted the uh, passer so that he can get stability there at the back by bringing in Gosnati's BC. So, but then, yeah, we just didn't do much in terms of that, but I think we need to improve going forward. But then, but I also give credit to him as well as the reason we go prove that we have never seen Bafana Bafana in a very long time reaching as far as the semi-finals are concerned. And at some point, we're not qualifying. So with that, I think he's been showing to us what he's capable of doing. Although, if you can check in terms of play, we are, we are very defensive at some point in numbers behind the ball. But against Nigeria, I think we played our hearts out and we surprised them because uh, they, they, they were so worried. I don't know if it was a mind game uh, of the fact that uh, we are afraid of penalties. We don't want penalties. But then when they went to the penalty spot, they converted their penalties. So, yeah, very interesting on that. But uh, we tried our best, but uh, our downfall was that uh, we're not hitting strikers. And also... Why did he, did he left out Tapeloma Reina was doing so well in the middle of the park? Unfortunately, Tapeloma Soko couldn't progress as he was injured and his day ended in that game against Cape uh, Verde. They really did us proud. I mean, really reaching this far. And, you know, you just touched on the fact that uh, we had not even qualified uh, to these stages, you know, in a while. Uh, so uh, kudos to what happened there. And I was just saying, you know, win or loss in this particular regard. It, it's really, um, you know, proved that we are capable. Um, you know, we can do it. And we really have a team that is solid. Uh, so if we really put our mind to it, uh, we can really come out victorious. So, uh, do you see us, uh, you know, c- keeping uh, Coach Hugo Bruce? Do you see him actually faring in and taking us into more World Cups like AFCON? And really, let's then talk about um, uh, how then things would go in terms of uh, the prize money that they're supposed to get, uh, because there's a little bit of prize money then that is attached uh, to where they found yeah. them- themselves in this particular tournament. 
Remember a day before they were supposed to depart here at home, uh, it was said that the Nigel Dan has tabulated a 700, uh, uh, I should say, $7 million, mm-hmm. uh, whereby if you convert it to the South African uh, rent million, uh, it is $132 million, but uh, on one condition, that was uh, that what, what he said. He said, only if you bring the Afcon trophy at home. So failure to do that, they won't be able to get the one. So I don't know how will they be awarded uh, in that instance because they will they just not stick to the promise that they promised. They will seem to you know, and as we, as we said it in the past, that they, there's always been some issues with him. But <laughs> this time there, was, there were no issues because everyone was just to another table where he signed the, the deal. But then because of the didn't uh, progress to the final, so they won't be able to be awarded that kind, kind of amount. But then all is not lost. We still have a second chance as we are playing for a bronze medal uh, tomorrow. So we are playing here oh, Congo in the evening. So let's see how it will transpire. But yeah, it's good luck. And let's see some of the players who were not given a chance. Uh, maybe they can get a chance to start uh, to in that uh, tomorrow encounter. Yeah, I wanted to take it there because uh, someone said it uh, in passing that uh, we, we still have a game. And I'm like, mm, wait, doesn't this say we are coming back? And, and <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to clarify as to okay. uh, then uh, then where does this uh, take us? And and uh, is this a, a, you know, a tournament within a tournament in terms of who then uh, competes for the second sport, third sport, uh, and, and the yeah. likes? Uh, how, how does th- that work? And when can we then expect also uh, the boys to touch down? Yeah, to, to definitely just clarify it again. So, as you know, I ever coast with the host will definitely play Nigeria as they won one nil against everything mm. uh, DRC. So, uh, a winner between them will definitely be number one, a gold medal, and then number two, the runners up. So, one of the losers in that final will be number two, will, they will get a silver a, a medal there. So, with us, we are fighting for a, a bronze medal alongside the PRC, so let's see, but it's not going to be easy. I watched them against the Wilson Ivory Coast, so not a very stubborn team, so we just need to be at our very best. So it's going to be a lovely game. So, the, uh, But number four, is, you know, we won't be, won't be able to be awarded with anything, so it's all about gold, silver, as well as bronze, that's all. Yeah, no, most definitely. Then, uh, you know, all eyes will be on that particular game. Italani. Uh, at, I think it's six o'clock. Uh, I should say seven o'clock in the evening. So let's see if they will be able to win. Yeah, and then Rutoba expect a name when they 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 coming back. In or maybe on Monday or Tuesday probably they will be coming back. So I'm not so sure if our uh, tambo will be full, but I, I'll, I'll advise the fans to go and run behind mm-hmm. that venue and also welcome them well because they really played their hearts out. So even how they lost yesterday before yesterday, so it was not, not in regular time. So uh, I think for me, when we played against Mali, we were so worried that they might come home. But ever since that loss, it was just the cup call. They fought hard, they worked hard. Despite at some point not playing those attractive football, a bit defensive, but they managed to 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 emerge victorious as well. And there's no doubt, man, that they uh, they've done us proud. Uh, I mean, we are a proud nation right now, starting the year on a beautiful note. Uh, sports uh, being able to just give us a sense of excitement as we go into the year 2024. Uh, they did us proud. I mean, this is uh, something mm. that we had not seen in the country for quite some time. Also, congratulations are going to Coach Hugo Bruce uh, for being able to break whatever curse there was that Bafana Bafana was under uh, for quite some time that made people to even lose confidence in uh, the boys. But I, I saw, especially in this game, going into you know into uh, this particular game with Nigeria, where there was just a sense of patriotism. Everyone was talking about Bafana. Uh, there were even people put under pressure uh, to say that, why aren't you celebrating? Bafana, uh, but then you were running the corridors of the offices here uh, talking about uh, Maboko Boko. So, how uh, the double standards and everything else in between. We saw also then viewing spaces set up uh, for people to come watch the games when they were playing. And, 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 and it was just a sense of uh, just people got a wake up call to say that we need to rally as much as we rally behind uh, the Springboks, cricket, and the likes. Uh, we need to also ensure that we 
issue or offer the same courtesy uh, to Bafana Bafana. I'm just, uh, you know, I pulled up a, 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 a read up right now, Modiba, and it says here that after Bafana Bafana were knocked out of the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations, they will take a 46.9 million rand in prize money back home to South Africa. So they're saying here that that money is at 46.9 million yeah. that will be brought back home. Uh, for them uh, just having reached where uh, they were able to reach and they're saying that really uh, the team pushed uh you know going through the semis as well and trying by all means to mm-hmm. uh ensure that they give a brave performance and they have to be rewarded for where they found themselves within uh, the game and the saying as well uh here that the full price money overview, the, I think the, uh, yeah, the winner, as you mentioned there, uh, would have gotten 131 million. So 131 yeah. million, uh, that is, uh, you know, the prize money that would have went to the winner. I guess it would have to be Nigeria or we'll see who then uh, then takes that money as they go into the finals. So, so the runner-up uh, would then take uh, 75 million here. The semifinals, this being the two teams, as uh, you know, being one of them, uh, would then take home 46.9 million rand. The quarterfinals, four teams. Uh, so they were still going to come back with something, you know, 24. million rand and uh, the round of 16 the eight teams as well they don't go home empty-handed there's 15 million rand uh, that uh, they are getting here uh, for just being part of the eight teams that pushed uh, to the round of 16 so it's a a lot uh, that uh, then we can expect from the boys hoping that uh, this also gives them that sense of motivation uh, to prepare and push 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 towards whatever tournament that we may find find ourselves in and then we push to ensure and that we come out victorious uh, where to for them uh, um, is, 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 is Afcon uh, is this was this uh, the only big uh, tournament uh, that we can you know expect from the Bafana side or there's still you know games that uh, would then uh, play out as we go into the year uh, yes, as we go into uh, most definitely. So there are still going to be a World Cup qualifier. So we are still going to be Nigeria, by the way. Let me just have a business and you got your We are going to play home and away. So I think we will be having encounters with Nigeria as well because we are in the same group stage. So it will be a great game and three points or six points will be at stake. So I can't wait as well. Yeah, no, uh, there's a lot riding on uh, really where we find ourselves. I, I, I was, uh, you know, particularly proud uh, really of mm. how they managed to gather and rally so much noise around them and that was positive noise uh, you know, for once there was just positive noise around Bafana Bafana I mean in the past uh, you know you'd hear and see people uh, just spew negativity around them and others even have uh, decided to blacklist them uh, and, and just not even think about uh, supporting Bafana Bafana but here uh, we're getting a lot of uh, patriotism and we're hoping that uh, you know as they come back uh, they'll be paid what belongs to them all right we won't see this money held up somewhere uh, whereby now they're protesting and the likes i mean that was not a, a lovely picture uh, to experience uh, when you look at uh, what uh, how then banyana banyana uh, were hard done uh, if one can say uh, where mm. they've even had to do it and the likes yeah. uh, because of outstanding monies uh, that were promised to them uh, when they would reach a certain uh, threshold or where, where they would find themselves uh, in terms of uh, having qualified for one particular uh, game or, or the other. So it, it, we're really looking forward to how then things are going to fare in this regard. But we need to ensure that we make so much noise around when they are returning home uh, so that everyone can even take their day off there at work <laughs> and go and, and welcome Bafana Bafana. Uh, let's rally and be patriotic uh, patriotic as we would like and as we have seen in the past where different sporting coats are concerned Mudiba, I have Zico here who's calling us from Macau uh, who wants to uh, you know, weigh in on what we're discussing this morning. Okay. Zico, uh, good morning welcome to the show Hey man, how are you? Good, good. Um, just a quick one on the money, the price money that you just mentioned now mm. that is not the money that is going to Bafana Bafana but that is the money that is going to the association to suffer. Mm. The, the price money is like 
the first price, the second, the third, and the fourth that you just mentioned now. Yeah. Those ones are the money that the association is going to get. As for how much Bafana Bafana is, is going to get, that's the one we are just crossing fingers for Danny yeah. and the crew to make uh, the right things. Because like we, truth be told, guys, like they played well. Mm. They really played well. And another conversation that I don't think we should be entertaining, okay, I personally won't be entertaining, mm. is the one of Matugo Bruce Libanos. Like, why, yeah. did he, did um, he, why yeah. must he be? Yeah. Like, he took us to where we've never been in how many years? 24 years. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. like, if, you, if he wants to continue being Bafana Bafana coach, let him be. But let us not be the ones who are pushing him and just like, no, he should have done this and that. Like, we failed. Mm. We yeah. And then he achieved. <laughs> Let's let give him yeah. space, you know, to do what he wants to do. Like, look at rugby. They just brought mm. back uh, their ice boy, Rasi Erasmus. Mm. Why can't we do mm-hmm. that? Why can't we, we be patient in soccer? Like, they are patient in rugby. Yeah, man. Yeah. What I've picked up, Zico, is that we are a tough bunch uh, to really impress. I mean, hey, man, I, I want to give you a little finger. You want the entire hand now. You want the entire body. You know what I mean? So I, I think we should relax a bit, I like to say, and just more or less think about where we would want to see this team go because they've, they've really picked up momentum. So do we want to now more or less dash into that momentum by destabilizing the entire flow, or do we really continue with it, hoping that at least there's a little bit of light looking at where we come from as a nation? We really need to think about how and those sentiments, and I, I agree with you to say at this point in time, I don't think we should be entertaining uh, but, you know, the talks around the coach leaving or, or not. Uh, Mudiba? I think maybe they might give him a chance because they will only want him to coach until he retires, because at some point, he also was speaking of retirement. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's how I'm seeing it. They might give him, give him another thing because we've never been in this situation. I'm, I agree with my brother here. That we've never been in the same situation in the last 24 years. Where we're always knocked out in the group stages most of the time. At some point, we will be uh, clued to other countries participating in the society. South Africa not being there, but this time around, he deserves a huge credit. Uh, if yeah, and there, that's where he must improve going forward, especially making sure that we are qualified for the World Cup qualifier. Yeah, and also, I mean, Zico, it was a lovely observation, and the, the, I'm glad that you helped us here around issues of uh, the prize money. So this means that uh, what uh, these players are now at the mercy of Safa, they're at the mercy of uh, you know Danny Jordan in terms of uh, what he will decide on, uh, you know, what to compensate or, or reward them uh, c- coming from the. 49 or 46.9 million or you can just decide to say i know i think let's do better next time but no compensation (laughs) for you yeah but remember one other thing uh sorry um he was clear he said you win you get seven million he didn't mention second third or fourth price Mm. yeah yeah no one no one can now stand up and say but no guys you at suffer you didn't want to give these guys seven million because mm. like somehow maybe you knew that they will never win and then you said seven million. Why didn't you mention a price for a second price, third price, fourth price? Mm. So he said seven million or nothing. They went yes, there yes. knowing that it's seven million or nothing. Even if they come back and then over ten run, ten run, it's something. He didn't tell them the ten run that they seven million yeah. or nothing. Ezekiel, <laughs> what, what yeah. do they deserve? Yeah, they deserve something because they were, I agree with my brother again that he said uh, uh, strictly 7 million only if you bring the trophy home. That's what he said. So if failure to do that, no, there won't be any uh, reward on that. So, but then, yeah, hopefully from the money that he's just explained, my brother, there, so he, I think he'll take something from it to, for them to share. But yeah, it's very complicated. I think he should, he should have at least sacrificed for that failure uh, fourth base by awarding, awarding something there. Yeah, Zico, I wanted to ask you in terms of what do you think they deserve uh, in terms of how they played? I mean, me and you agree that they've done us proud and, and it would be really an injustice and demotivating on the end if they walk away with nothing. Give them half of the seven million at least. Mm, mm. At least, like they play. And remember, from now, our next game is against, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's against Nigeria for the World Cup qualifiers. Mm. So you want them highly motivated. Mm. But like saying to them, guys, you go home empty-handed. 
that won't motivate them. Eh? It's just going to kill yeah, their spirit. It's not, it's not going to work. Remember now, we need to beat Nigeria now this time for the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be as motivated as we can. Munaziko, I really appreciate your call. Thank you very much for your time. Ziko calling us there from Macau. Uh, lovely observations there from his end, Mudiba, in terms of where we find ourselves. Even saying that uh, we have a mammoth task ahead in terms of proving ourselves in, in that clash that lies ahead against Nigeria. Indeed. So I can't wait. You just have to make sure that we collect six points against them or four. Maximum, suppose for a win at home and draw away because I know they'll definitely make it a tough uh, encounter there when we visit them at their very own place in Lagos. There, so I always uh, in the past, as you know, we've met the tough times and they've won six times, we've only won two times. So our hatred between them is always tough. So uh, we've only beaten them twice. I remember with Stuart Baxter and they very own uh, six Mashaba. So we need to do better against them going forward. Yeah, we need to actually make sure that we pull out all stops and then we mm. ensure that, uh, you know, Coach you, coach uh, Hugo Bruce as well uh, is someone that is supported in ensuring that at least this time around because we've clashed with them, uh, we've seen how they play and we know who to look out for and then maybe this time around we'll be better positioned and prepared uh, to come out uh, victorious in this regard. Lucas, you're calling us from Centurion. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Yes, yes, Mudiva and uh, our Kati uh, there. Yeah, how are you so, doing? How are you guys? We are okay. Good how are you? you? Yeah, I'm fine, man. Yeah, I mm. think based on the performance, man, yeah. I'm happy with how we performed. But uh, at the end of the day, the coach didn't have a plan B, especially mm. from the pains. If you mm. look at the opposition, which is Nigeria, mm. they've thrown everything they have. Mm. After knowing that, you know what, I thrown the best eleven, they didn't give me anything. Let me throw experience now, which I think uh, works handy to him as a coach, you know, that coach of Nigeria. If you look at his substitutions, his substitutions work well for him. You look at the likes of Ihinehashi, for example. He came from the bench, no one was expecting him to call in, to come in. Because he didn't play for a long time. And that player, I don't uh, can't spell his name properly. He used to play for, 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 he's playing for AC Milan now. He scored the penalty. Mm. All his uh, substitutions scored the penalty. Mm. But yeah. our substitutions, miss, uh, it's only uh, Mayambela who scored, you know. Mm. And I'm asking myself, out of all these players that were playing regularly, in this coming World Cup culture, remember they were going to be a a, a serious, serious, serious uh, fixture congestion mm. in terms of uh, uh, continental show pieces. And remember like, that this tournament was supposed to be held last year, yeah. and now mm. it is being hosted this year. And this means next year there will be another of course. Yeah. So they and, and on the other side there's World Cup, Cup World Cup qualifiers, mm. which is now playing, we have played against Benin, and so we have three points, we got three points from Benin, and also Sundowns players, there will be a serious, serious conflicture congestion, because they are going to play yeah. uh, a, a championship, and they must go and play catch-up games for the league, they must go and play Edwin Cup, and so, mm. and so on, you know, so I think we need to be cautious, and I think the coach, when he comes back, he need to table a plan, on how is he going to replace these players. If you look at the positions, Sundowns players, for example, that were playing there, they were not playing in their natural position. If you look at Mvala, for example, mm-hmm. he was a centre-back, but remember, naturally, Mvala was an attacking middle field. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one who got the red card, Grant Kekan, he was playing as a left-back, remember? Yeah. At Supersport, yeah. even at Ducks. But, but, but now he's playing as a centre-back. Mudiva, he can play two roles as a left back, mm-hmm. as number ten, and so on. Mm-hmm. So you look at, we need to look at how is he going to replace all this play. At least Kulisum Dau, there is Nuko Movi on the right hand side. Even Capelom mm-hmm. Rena can play as a calf. Yep. Mm-hmm. Temba Zwani, I think age is catching up on him at this number mm-hmm. ten role. And also Pesitao, remember, is playing for Al Ahli. And you know the p- approach of Pesitao, for example. When you go into the national team, he thinks that he can carry 
the national team alone in his shoulder. Mm. And uh, mm. so it, it, in our strike, at our striking force, if it's the evidence, my hope, I think we still not, we still yet, we still need to get enough game time because we yeah. have just that little bit, but uh, some of us, we are not yet convinced mm. about about his performance, you know? Mayambela, mm. uh, I think he needs to get more game time. And on the other side, I think we are still making, we don't have depth in the striking force, you know? So I think the coach it needs to come out clearly and give us a serious, serious. Uh, he must table his plan if he's still going to continue with his job, you know. Because as far as I know, I don't know. Maybe they will terminate his contract after this tournament, or he's still going to continue with job with his job, you know. So another thing, I think this issue of money is going to create a serious problem, you know. Yeah. Especially when coming yeah. to suffer the president, as the previous caller was saying. Mm. Mm. But for us, as public, you know, the issue of money, it's very serious. If you look at other sports codes, when there's a prize money that has been won, you don't hear a lot of noise of how much how the players much are going to share amongst themselves. Yeah. Look at rugby, for example. When they, after they won the, the World Ellis Cup, you know, mm. So Saru already has been table we're, we're already tabling the amount and so on. But there were no serious uh, 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 comments from the public on how much and so on, based on the figures, you know. Yeah. But in football, when coming to press money, you hear the public, Sunday newspapers, players are going to share a certain <laughs> amount of money. At the end of the day, you hear that the very same players are now bankrupt and so on. They can't even buy a newspaper. They don't even have money for taxi and so on. So when coming to money in football, I think we need to start making sure that we protect our players because scammers are out there going all out on them, you know? And they know, you know, the players' union, for example... Because it's still a new organization. They're still trying to find themselves in terms of breaking through on a on, on lot of issues. But when coming to national team, I don't think they are going to have a bite. And if you listen, I didn't hear anything from Denny Jordan. <laughs> has he spoken with you? Has he said something? He didn't uh, say just, anything. They just said he spoke with the players in the dressing room, but they didn't disclose to what he said. What are you reading into it, uh, Lucas, Tete Lucas? No, I mean, you know, uh, look, this uh, this federation, for example, is a castra federation. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, very castra organization compared to other uh, federa- sports federations. This one is very, it's, there's no money out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I can tell you, 46 million that is going to come in is not going to be, it's not going to go to the players the way we think. But I'm happy because we have uh, NGOs like Motripa Foundation that I think they will try to keep to provide something, something like what, when, what they did during the Vanyana Vanyana and so on. Yeah. So, but we must know, we must get clarity from the federation. What is their stance? Yeah. Because yeah. even their financial report, no one can say anything and say, this is it a profitable federation or it's unprofitable because they don't, they don't talk about profit at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you go to some uh, lower leagues. If you go to our lower leagues, it's, there's a serious concern because you look at the standard of poor, the officiating. Referees are getting brown envelopes and so on. That is destroying our football. Mm. Because at the end of the day, owners are on their own in our local leagues. Mm. So it's not like the PSL. PSL is a very, very rich league in the continent. But remember, the league came before the federation in this country. That's why the league is having a, a, a big muscle than the federation. Mm. So let's wait and see yeah, how Danny Jordan is going to respond 
It's a, in it's, this it's, it's a, it's a tough of finance. One. And it's, I'm it's, telling you, it's going to be a tough one. But like it is dominated by Sundowns players, I don't think there will be a money problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so at the end of, of the day, yeah, it's a way <laughs> of, you know. Because as far as you know, Sundowns players, uh, you know, they are there. I mean, it's not like other teams, you know. Yeah, That's why the squad was dominated by Sundowns, knowing that, oh, if there's no money, Mutipo Foundation will come and provide something for their own. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sorry, because I don't want to open a can of worms. Yeah, no. (laughs) Football on the in this country. They are like EFF members, you know. Yeah. I want, I want us to move yeah. on that. Lucas, lovely observations. Buna. Let's just wait and see how things then go uh, because there's a lot riding on how then we amass our strategies, where we put who, where, uh, in terms of the longevity as well and sustenance of the team and this particular positivity around them. One blunder. Yeah, overall yeah. performance as a soccer fanatic, I'm happy. Ah. And I think that is the right time. We are in a top four yeah. cycle. We are one of the toppest teams in Africa now for now. Ah. Yeah. And I don't know how is it going to affect the rankings. Where are mm. Mm. And the continental rankings. Because lastly we were rated the number fifteen if mm. or fourteen mm. if I was if I'm not wrong. Mm. Something, but yeah. now I think we are will jump to maybe top six or top five. Yeah. That will be a very, 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 very uh, interesting, you know. No, most definitely. Mm. Lucas, I have to let you go. I thank you very thank much. Thank you very for, much. I'll keep on listening. You know, I thank you very sure. much. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Lucas you. calling us there from uh, Centurion. Mudiba, uh, we spent a lot of time on AFCON. I want us to move now to DSTV and get a sense of uh, what happened uh, there uh, in terms of the games. I want us to also look at uh, the weekend. What can we expect uh, in terms of the games where PSL is concerned? Let, let, let's bring it back home. Most definitely. So there are some few news there where Stellan Bosch departed with with uh, who was formerly with Kaiser Chiefs. And speaking of Kaiser Chiefs as well, they've just they renewed the contract of Brandon Peterson on two years as well as Gosim uh, Pilenov. So let's see how they'll perform going into uh, the, resum- the resumption which is taking place next week Tuesday. And they also Cape uh, Town City there, they've just announced that they've parted with with the Midfielder And speaking of the resumption of the DSTV Premiership Catalan, yeah. Uh, is returning on Tuesday and there are fixtures to, to look forward to Super Sport United will host Queen United at Lucas Moripe there Orlando Pirates will host Chippa United at Orlando Stadium there Stellan Bosch will host Amazulu at the very same Danny Craven Stadium Kaiser Chiefs will host TS Galaxy uh, I, I hear some are saying Pichamukawa and some are saying FNB so I think we'll have to await the final wait there and then also Kipchan City will host Morocco Solos let's see if they'll be able to sort their house in order our Solos there so uh, some of the players that be dismissed, they are busy recalling them back. I have the likes of Danielak Bay, Lakosanum Tetra, Gabadino Mango, as well as Sipa Subsidia have been recalled. So they need to uh, fix that ASAP because the league is resuming as from Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Golden Arrows will host Mamelodi Sundowns. And then Polowani City will host Richards Bay. And lastly, Royal AM will host struggling Cape Town Spurs. So it's going to be interesting. The STV Premiership is almost back. So let's see what will transpire going forward. Yeah, it's an exciting time. And I love the fact that you know you're setting us off in terms of what we can expect there. Uh, there was that pause, all right? Uh, so them yeah. returning and giving us a sense of how things are going are gonna to fare. And then uh, that is something that is really commendable. And we're looking forward to it. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were asking themselves when are the boys coming back, uh, we need to see a little bit of movement where that is concerned. I want us to also look at EPL, the results and also the log standings here. Let's take it outside of South Africa. Most definitely. We saw on Saturday last week, Everton played two all draw against Tottenham Hotspur. Brighton winning 4-1 against Crystal Palace. Burnley playing two all draw against Fulham. Newcastle playing four all draw against Luton. And lastly, Sheffield United losing 5 nil against the Aston Villa. So on Sunday, we saw Bournemouth playing one all draw against Nottingham Forest. Chelsea losing 4-2 against Wolves. I think they've been struggling. They need to improve going forward. 
Manchester United, they will winning 3-0 against West Ham United. And lastly, Arsenal reaching Liverpool by 3 goals to 1. In terms of the log standings, they are still rooted top. They're Liverpool on 51 points, uh, having played 23 matches, followed by Manchester City there on 22 points. Uh, I should say 22 matches, 49 points. And then also Arsenal on 23 matches played, and they've got 49 points. They're level with Man City there. Uh, Aston Villa at number 4 at, on 23 matches played, but 46 points. And the Tottenham Hotspur at number 5 on 23 matches played and 44 points. Manchester United at number 6 on 23 matches played and 38 points there. And West Ham United at number 7 on 23 matches and 36 points there. And lastly, Brighton at uh, Albion there at number 8 on 23 matches and 35 points. Those are the top 8. In terms of the fixtures um, to look forward to tomorrow, Man City will host Everton at half past 12 there. And then Fulham as, uh, up against Bournemouth there at 3 o'clock. Liverpool up against Bendy there at 3 o'clock. Luton up against Sheffield United at 3 o'clock. Tottenham Hotspur up against Brighton there at 3 o'clock. And there's also Wolves up against Brentford there at 3 o'clock. And at half past 5, we've got Nottingham Forest up against Newcastle. And on Sunday, there's two matches taking place there. West Ham will host Arsenal. And then lastly, Austin Villa will host Man United. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And on Monday, it's only one match taking place. There's Crystal Palace up against Chelsea. So we just need to consolidate. And I see uh, the battle of the top five looks interesting there in the EPL. And uh, from the Liverpool side, it's just they are Coach uh, Dragon Club has, has announced that he will be departing the club at the end of the season. So let's see if he will be able to bring it home for, for the Liverpool. As you know, the slogan is, you'll never walk alone. Of course, man. I have uh, Zico here on X saying Kelechi Inehacho uh, plays for my team, Leicester City, and not AC Milan. So, <laughs> so yeah, Zico giving us clarity there, saying we should get it right. I want us to move Mudiba uh, to the games of cricket and get developments uh, there. The World Cup Under-19 semi-finals we saw uh, that taking place. Uh, let's also look at then who then to be crowned in this particular uh, tournament list of cricket. Very interesting. There we saw the semi-finals of the matches that took place there. Uh, uh, South Africa played against India there, mm. where uh, the game took place in Benoni there, and they posted uh, 244 for seven after 50 overs are uh, their own proteas. But unfortunately, the, the struggles on the day there was India posted 248 per eight runs for eight runs there after 48.5 overs. And one of the players does the, did extremely well there, uh, scoring 96 runs from 95 balls. So that shows that they really troubled South Africa as they won that match there so to progress to the final by two wickets. So uh, imagine at home as we are the host, but they uh, didn't do well. And uh, whenever I try to, uh, to discuss this India country, that now I realize that cricketing is not only the, the, the sport, it's a religion. That's why they are always uh, involved. Yeah, they're always doing well. They're always in the cup finals. So in the second semi-final that took place, Australia hosted Pakistan. So and in that game, Pakistan posted 179 runs after 48.5 overs. And then Australia posted 181 for nine after 49.1 overs. So in that regard, they were just winners are Australia by one wicket. So guess what? They will be playing against India. If I can take you back to, remember the ODI, that World Cup that we had where uh, Australia uh, surprised India on the last day where India yeah. defeated all the teams in the rat robin but when they had to meet Australia they, 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 they dropped the ball there so it wasn't to be on the day so we are seeing this repeat also in under 19 so the match is taking place on Sunday half past one kickoff let's see who will be the winner it's going to be interesting for this one when I come back next week I'll definitely bring the, the, the result of this wonderful match yeah no it's going to really be an interesting one especially when you look at how then you took us also back uh, to that clash with Australia mm. during the ODI and what we saw happen uh, during uh, that particular game. I mean, it, 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 it almost just reminded me as well of uh, the women, right? The Protea women, uh, where that ODI yes. results are concerned. Because when you mentioned Australia, at the top of my head was the uh, Protea women. Let, let's go there. Uh, how how uh, did they fare in terms of these particular games, the ODI going into the, that third ODI? 
Hey, it looks interesting because we started poorly in the first match where Australia posted 106 runs for two there uh, in 19 overs there. The game took place in Adelaide Oval there. So as they are hosting Australia there, so they, they led the first ODI there by one nil, And then in the second ODI, we just came to the party there. So we posted 105 runs after 31.0 overs. Our very own Marizan Cup scored 50 runs. So she was just marvel on the day. But then she couldn't progress with the, with the match because she had an injury there. So, but guess what? They also posted 149 runs of uh, Australians and then South Africa, they had 229 runs. So, after 5.0 overs. So, we did so well. We won that match. So, it's 1-1. Currently, it's 1-1. So, what is left is the last set ODI that is taking place tomorrow. So, hopefully, we will do well. So, uh, the winner here will definitely be a, a winner of the ODI series. So, hopefully, let's make sure that we do well. But, you know, Australia Australia is always a tough luck yes. to crack. It's always a difficult opponent. So, and it's for the first time seeing us defeating them. Because mm. we, we, at some point, we, I think DLS method as well came to our rescue as well, you know, as it's been raining and the rain to disrupt this kind of matches. So, but the, the, the players must just come to the party. The likes of Sinelus, Masabata Plus. As knowledge after they must make sure that the experience is at handy here. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that. Say, what what are our chances here? When you reminded us of how Australia is not, uh, you know, a, a team that one should take lightly. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where do we stand? Is there optimism that at least we can come out of this ODI victorious, or, or really this is uh, one unpredictable position that we find ourselves in? By looking at this, I think it can go either way. But when you revisited the head-to-head, you realize that South Africa do have an upper hand where we met 110 times, they won 50 times, we won 55 times. You can see it's so, so marginal. So we must just do well because, uh, by the way, they defeated us in the T20 uh, where they won all the the, the, the T20 three series there. So it wasn't looking good. This time, it's a chance for us to redeem ourselves. Although we are playing away, we need to make sure that we bring it home. Yeah, no, most definitely. So all eyes really uh, will be on this third ODI and what comes out then. Uh, hoping indeed that uh, women do us proud here uh, there against Australia. I want us to still stay uh, within the games of cricket, Mutiba, but speak a bet way. Let's speak about a bet way and the latest coming out of that particular space. South Africa has 20 final group stage matches and the semi-final results. Let's look at those as well. And look ahead to the finals mm-hmm. what can we really expect uh, or, or the latest developments where uh, betway cricket is concerned uh, by the way on sun- last sunday there, there, were, there was a last match the Japan super giants hosted the Jobbik super kings where Japan super giants there posted 203 for six after 20 overs and then Jobbik super kings they posted 209 for three after 19.5 overs where Jobbik super kings they managed to win that game by seven wickets so uh, that concluded the the, 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 the the standings there as Sunrise Eastern Cape finished top of the log there on 33 points. All the teams have played 10 matches. And by the way, the Sunrise Eastern Cape, they are the defending champions. So this time they took the over two Devil Super Giants as well as Pal Royas, whom they were all at some point top of the log there. So Devil Super Giants, they are second on the log with 32 points, trading that uh, Sunrise Eastern Cape by one point. And then they've got Pal Royas there on number three on 22 points. And then also Dubek Super Kings at number four on 17 points. And at number five, we've got Pretoria Capitals mm-hmm. on 14 points. And lastly, the MI Capitals. Those two, Pretoria Capitals as well as MI Capitals, could need to progress. So currently, only top four is considered where there's a qualifier. And there's also an eliminator. In the qualifier, we saw a Sunrise Eastern Cape hosted Devon Super Giants. And then in the eliminator, the Pal Royals hosted Jobak Super Kings. And then also in the qualifier two, uh, which took place yesterday, the loser of qualifier one uh, gets to miss the winner of the eliminator. And in terms of the results there, Sunrise Eastern Cape posted Devon Super Giants in the qualifier one, where the Sunrise Eastern Cape posted 157 for eight after 20 overs. And then also Devon Super Giants posted 106 runs after 19.3 overs. And in that regard, Sunrise uh, Eastern Cape were winners by 51. And so they are 
they've qualified to the finals there. So, and then also from the eliminator side that took place, yeah, the Wanderers, the, the Pal Royals hosted the Jubek Super News there, where the Pal Royals posted 138 runs after 18.5 overs, and the David Miller was just fantastic. I think he's using that experience mm-hmm. from the international level of the pro tiers there. So, Jubek Super News, they posted 139 for one after 13.2 overs, where the, the Super Kings, they managed to win that game by nine wickets. So, and in that regard, there's qualifier two, the loser of qualifier one up against the winner of eliminator. There, in that regard, it was Devon Super Giants up against Robert Super Kings, where Devon Super Giants posted 211 for six after 20 overs, and Robert Super Kings there posted 142 runs after 17.4 overs, where one of our very own Andrew Klassen, superb there as well, the retired one, the time he collected the 74 runs from 30 balls. So for for the Super Supergiants and the Super Giants were winners on 69 runs. So they are progressing to the final. That's where they'll meet the defending champions, Sunrise Eastern Cape. And the match is taking place tomorrow on the 10th of February at Cape Town, half past five kickoff. So it's going to be interesting. Main question being, can Sunrise Eastern Cape defend their title or can the Super Giants bring a surprise? We'll have to wait and see. When I come back, I'll definitely bring the results as well. It's a waiting game, man. It's a waiting mm. game. Uh, so we'll really wait and see uh, who then uh, comes out victorious uh, where this is concerned. But Mutiba, I want us to wrap it up uh, nicely with cricket uh, in terms of the T20 World Cup. Uh, we saw a movement there, those group stages, the confirmations. Uh, there were also uh, issues uh, coming out of that particular space. But me, just interested as well in our countdown and where uh, then we find ourselves as we speak right now. Most definitely. So as we, as I've said it before, that the World Cup is taking place on the first of June and it will be ending on the 29th of June. And currently, as we've been talking about the countdown, we are left with 113 days to go. So let's see, because it's taking place in June. I can't wait as well. So as we said it before, that it is the 14th edition and the tournament comes every two years. So in terms of the group confirmation, we've got India in Group A, the two times winners there up against Pakistan, Ireland. Canada as well as the United States of America. And in Group B, we've got England, the two times winners there. Uh, Australia, the one time winners, Namibia representing Africa there, Scotland as well as Oman. And then in Group C, we've got New Zealand, the two times winners, West Indies there, Afghanistan, Uganda as well as Papua New Guinea there. So in Group D, we've got our very own Proteas there. So uh, I, with the likes of Sri Lanka, um, it will be our first game on the 3rd of June there. So uh, the Netherlands as well on the 8th, Bangladesh on the 10th. And as well as Nepal. So, as you know, Netherlands, we just need to settle the score as, as we also frustrated us <laughs> during the previous ODI World Cup. So, it's going to be interesting there. And currently, England, which, are, which is rooted in Group B, they are the defending champions. So, let's see if they will be able to defend that particular title as there's also Super 8 after the knockout matches as well as the knockout stages. So, it's going to be interesting. So, even when I come in next week, I'll definitely bring the number of teams that will be left. Yeah, no, let's let's make sure that we do best, uh, you know, uh, because really, uh, when you look at it, I looked at the T20 and I'm like, hey, there's a little bit of movement here. And you say 113 days uh, to go. Mm. So uh, this means that clo- uh, slowly but surely, we are closely getting to uh, that particular yeah. tournament. And all eyes then will be on the T20 World Cup uh, and how then uh, things move in this particular uh, space. Uh, let's talk rugby. Uh, let's get the results here of the Six Nations and uh, the long standings as well, fixtures. Uh, it's going to be another weekend. Uh, so there are people that really look forward to uh, the games of uh, rugby. Where, where are we, Mudiba, in, in terms of uh, this sporting code? By the way, uh, the, the, the United Rugby Championship is still on, on, on break. I think it, it will be resuming next week. So when next week, we, 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 when we'll be live on air, we'll definitely bring the listeners the fixtures to look ahead. So, But with the situations that took place, I've got the results here. Uh, uh, France won 17, I should say, lost 17-8 against Ireland there in Marseille. And then there's Italy who managed to lose as well to 24-27 against England there. And then there's also Wales, Wales who lost 26-27 against Scotland. So in terms of the lock pending, all the teams, six teams have played one match each there. Ireland are still top there with five points. England uh, with four points at number two. Scotland at number three with four points. The Wales at number four with two points. There's Italy at number five with one point. And lastly, France there without a point. They will be also without a victory. And in terms of the fixture that are taking place tomorrow, the Scotland up against the France there. 
Kolapas Tsukikov there. There's England also up against Wales there. Kolapas Tsukikov there in Tukenam as well. And then on Sunday, we've got Ireland up against Italy in Dublin there. Kickoff is at 3 o'clock. It's going to be interesting. When I come back, I'll definitely bring the results and look ahead to the United Rugby Championship that will be resuming as of next week. Mm. And I saw as well that there's a, a new look Ireland and things are moving in that regard in terms of the brush off, in terms of the World Cup woes and everything else that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Ireland. Yeah, very interesting because they also, in the, as we are at the top of the log, they, they also awarded a point, a bonus point as they've scored more than four tries there. So I think they'll want to improve considering what transpired last season because I think mm-hmm. it was just not impressive for me when I watched them playing with us as well as Argentina. So yeah. What, so what went wrong so, there? What, what were you picking up as something that was a cause for concern? They were just struggling. They were just kind of getting results right. So I think they want to improve from that. So maybe they fix their technical team and also in terms of the squad selection, that's where they also leak in. So hopefully they've improved from that. So let's see how they'll turn up in their match this upcoming weekend. Yeah, no, most definitely. I see there are a lot of talks as well around Joe McCarthy. I see there's a lot of uh, talks around the special mention there uh, to Jack Crowley. So mm-hmm. things have been moving, uh, you know, a bit for Ireland. And I'm, 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 I'm loving the fact that you're hoping that at least uh, this time around uh, they'll get their head right because uh, yeah. then it, it won't look, it won't be a good picture if then they fumble it again uh, this time around. Indeed, so they must just work hard and make sure that they collect as many points as possible as they are still going to play five more matches. Most definitely. And and in terms of uh, the fixtures uh, uh, this weekend, uh, where where are we? How are we standing? Uh, currently, there's uh, round two of the very same uh, six nations taking place. The Scotland up against France. Uh, as I've said, that the match is taking place tomorrow. Uh, in fact, today, this one is taking place today with also England against the Wales. So, uh, on Sunday, there's also Ireland up against mm-hmm. Italy. So, yeah, I think uh, four points to five points will be crucial for them to consolidate on the lock. Yeah, you know, there's a lot riding. And, and I'm, I often tell people that uh, we get spoiled for choice in terms of what we can do and how then we can see things uh, faring in this particular regard. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to uh, then how then a lot of these teams position themselves. As we know very well that uh, we're getting into the year. Uh, there's a lot of movement, a lot of people wanting to also uh, just get the best out of uh, what is happening uh, there. I want us to wrap it up, uh, Mudiba, our feature this morning uh, with talks around tennis. Uh, so there was that yeah. Abu Dhabi tournament that started uh, just, I think uh, it was last week or this week. Yeah, it started this week. Uh, so let's look at the knockout stages for both men and women and really look at how uh, things are expected to fare uh, when we go into Sunday, those finals. Uh, uh, tennis, uh, the latest. The, the most interesting part about Abu Dhabi, so I was thinking it's both for men and women. So when mm. I prepared the, the research there, it's only for the women. So And some wow. of the players were yes, they were participating in that the Australian Open, so they want to redeem themselves. But I couldn't see Arina Sabalenka. Remember Arina Sabalenka, was, mm. she was a champion of this wonderful Australian Open that took place last week. So with the players that are here, Arina Rabakaina, they defeated Daniel Collins there on two, say, on two sets, but she lost one set there. 4-6, but she won the last two sets, 6-3, 6-3. There's Barbara Kresikova there, who defeated Sarah, sorry, Benz Tomo there on two sets, 6-2, but the second set, she couldn't progress with Sarah, sorry, Benz, because of the injury there. Then there's Ozis Chapia there, who, who defeated Emma Radikana there on 6-4 and 6-1 on both sets. There's Sorana Sistia there, who defeated Maria Sakari there on 6-2 and 6-1. And the GPS Petris Haddad there, Maya there, who defeated Magdalene there on 7-6, but she lost the second set 6-7, but recovered from the third set on 6-1. And there's also Daria Kasatkaina there, who, whom she won against Ashlyn Krupa there, 6-3, as well as 7-5. So in terms of the quarterfinals that are taking place today, there's Barbara Kresikova, she'll host the Ludmila Samsonova, 
over there. There's Elena Rabakaina, she'll host Christina Baxa. There's Britris Haddad Maya, they should host the Earl Shabia. There's Daria Kazat Kaiva, now they should host Sorana Sistia as well. And then the semifinals of this wonderful upgrade uh, will take place tomorrow and then the final on Sunday. So when I come back next week, I'll bring the results of the quarterfinals, semifinals, and also the final. So question is, can they redeem themselves because uh, uh, this time around, Arina Sabalenka didn't participate in this wonderful Abidabi. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but I'm seeing that Elena Rabakina is one person uh, that is to look out for becoming the mm, outright mm, favorite here of where this tournament yeah. is concerned. I think uh, that is one person to look out for. Most definitely, and if you check it, there is a red case, she's among the top two, so a mm. uh, uh, top of the rankings as well. In Rabakaina, I think she wants to do the herself, considering what transpired in the Australian Open when she lost in the semi final. So, yeah, it looks interesting so far in the sport of tennis. Yeah, winning the Brisbane International in January, uh, she's had plenty of time, we're told, to rest and recover uh, since that 2024 Australian Open. So, there's a lot that then would be riding on uh, these particular games of tennis at the finals there on Sunday. Kickoff? Kickoff is at, at 9 o'clock in the evening. Mm, 9 o'clock in the evening. So we really spoke. In fact, it's 1 o'clock. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So for that. Ah, so, so you see, you know, evenings become a little bit tricky because by that yeah. time people are tipsy and the likes. But at least in the, <laughs> in the afternoon. I think it's because of our time when we get time that side, it might be a bit opposite. Yeah, so uh, at least in the afternoon. Uh, so the afternoon, can yeah. just set themselves up so nicely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you watch the games uh, with the boys in a way that then that will set off uh, your weekend. Budiba, I want us to, li- to leave it here uh, for this morning, but then really uh, wrapping it up for us, uh, what are those games to look out for? I know this one is the one to look out for uh, this uh, you know Sunday game, but then in terms of the overall sport, uh, sporting features that we uh, decided, mm-hmm. where can you direct uh, that we discussed this morning, where can you direct us? I can also alert the listeners that they must watch third and fourth place uh, tomorrow to uh, rally behind Bafana Bafana and not block the uh, kickoff. And then on Sunday, the big one, the, the host Ivory Coast up against the Nigeria. This is the host whom some of the fans were saying they came through the back door. So they were given a, a third chance there uh, after they were put out by within Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea. I think they'll want to seek revenge at the Ivory Coast. Uh, let's wait and see if Nigeria will do well. There's also Cricket World Cup, by the way, under 19. Mm, it's going to be interesting. Yes. Uh, there's women's cricket also taking place as well. Uh, also, from the motor racing, we received the news that Lewis Hamilton is leaving a, 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 a what you call is joining Ferrari and they also live in Mercedes. So <laughs> let's see it's gonna be interesting. So and the SNL speaking of motor racing, it will be resuming from the twenty first to the twenty third where there is pre preserving. So I think we're still going to talk more about Womax Verstappen. It's gonna be interesting for that. Yeah. So yeah, also tennis as well. There will be the finals this coming weekend after the quarterfinals have taken place today and the semifinals tomorrow. Yeah, we are in for a lovely weekend. Yeah, no, we're in for a lovely weekend. I saw the weather is also nice. Uh, it was drizzling a bit, but when I look at how then the weekend is expected to go, I see a lot of sunlight. So uh, that can yeah. be a, a great way to go into the weekend, into the games as well. Uh, but then it's always lovely, Mudiba, that you set us off, you start us uh, off so nicely in terms of what we can expect in the games. Uh, as soon as uh, that announcement is made around Bafana Bafana uh, touching down, I'm just hoping that everyone uh, would drop <laughs> whatever they're doing and rally behind uh, the boys. Let's uh, fill up our tumbo and make sure uh, that you know mm. we make that day matter uh, in a way that the boys would feel that we were with them in spirit, in truth, praying for mm. them, and everything in between so that they get where they are. So let's not drop the ball. Let's just ensure that we pick up that momentum or we carry that momentum with them into the year so that they continue doing us proud. No, Mutiba? And credit to you as well. You also encourage defense to continue supporting and running behind Bafana Bafana, continue praying. So, yeah, let's wait and see going forward. Yeah, no, Mudiba, enjoy your weekend, man. Please be safe. <laughs> uh, let's do it again uh, in, in the coming week. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.